All right, everybody, what's cracking? It's the Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast. We're back. It's Wednesday. It's June 29th. The NBA season is over. Draft went down the last week. I can't even say his name. Paolo is number one. <laughs> Shocking everyone. Boncaro. What is it? How do you say Paolo what? Boncaro? Bonchero. Bonchero. It's like one of these foreign tennis players. I just can't pronounce any of their names. Well, you better right. get familiar, all right? Because oh, it's going to yeah. be around oh, for a gonna while. It's going to be filthy, right? Adam <laughs> and TJ, the guys are here. What's up, fellas? Good what? to be back. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. You know the routine. I know, but I don't wear pink on Wednesdays. Well, I mean, you're you're kind of anti-fun. I'm like... actually, I'm definitely not anti-fun. I've never actually seen Mean Girls, to be honest. Okay. Well. Is it worth watching? I think you can get through your life without it. All right, that's good. <laughs> good, good, good to know. Uh, okay, we're so we're here. Honest. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, really, for the being kind of the end of the year. Um, free agency starts in a couple of days, so the all kinds of rumors and and all of that uh, news is kind of going on. Where guys might sign, uh, potential trade situations. The NBA salary cap is going up about eleven million dollars. It's going to hit. Nearly 124 million. We'll see how that affects things. Um, we got John Wall, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving news. We got media beefs with young players and the old old heads. Like, where do you guys want to start today? Adam? Um, you know, TJ, what do you let think? Me just, before you start, Adam, it was just like I'm sitting here thinking, man, we ain't got nothing to talk about before the show. And then you said all that. I'm like, holy crap, there is a lot to talk about. Kind of a lot going we on. Okay, we, to talk we, about. we do have a like, lot. So like, go ahead, Adam. <laughs> it's great how the NBA has kind of turned into the NFL in that regard, where the news just kind of just continues and cycles through the yeah. offseason, the non-playing season. You know, summer league is coming up in a couple of weeks. It'll be great to see these rookies out there and some of these second-year players, guys trying to make teams. Where do you want to start, Adam? What do you think? Huh. Let's let's talk about uh, the media. You want to talk beef? And, yeah, let's, yeah. What's beef, TJ? What's beef? I well, want to talk beef, beef is when you need two gats to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the street. Beef is when I see you guaranteed to be in ICU. Rest in peace, Biggie Smoke. Is that going to get us flagged on YouTube? I, really I wouldn't I, I <laughs> think so. Uh, the, the, I'm so, like, confused by all of this. Why? I, what do you what, mean? What's confusing? Why are you confusing? Well, first or, of all, Adam, you got to tell the people. Yeah, kinda, yeah what, set what it up. About. Explain okay. what's going on. Okay, so there have been a couple of beefs on social media between one Kyrie Irving and Stephen A. Smith. Right. And then another between... Russell Westbrook and Skip Drip Bayless. <laughs> and, dripping. Drip, drip. <laughs> and then Kevin Durant just beefs with everybody. Yeah, right? and Kevin Durant just beefs with the guy that has five followers in his basement. Yeah. That, that's what that's who <laughs> Kevin Durant beefs with. Um, okay, so what is the Kyrie thing? Because I saw that Stephen A wrote this super long response or something, and I, I think I missed the original comment. What was it? that Stephen A said that kind of pissed off Kyrie. Yeah, well, Stephen A essentially was calling out Kyrie. Um, for at the end of the day, Kyrie, of course, took the money. He he, he did the, uh, the sign-in with the Nets. And essentially, um, you know, summarizing it, but he was essentially saying that Kyrie was trying to be Mr. Tough Guy and find a sign and trade and threatening the Nets. But at the end of the day, of course, he was going to take the money. Oh, so it was all just kind of for act like, oh, I'm going to go to the Lakers or the Clippers yeah. or whoever, Miami, Philly. And then it was no, no, obviously I was going to take the 37 million and just run it back. Right. Yeah. And, and he was also saying that that Kyrie at the end of the day, Kyrie needs to come to work. 
right. to earn his money. He needs to come to work. He can't be so privileged to think he can't show up on the job. He needs to to play next year, and he called him out on that. And Kyrie essentially snapped back at him, saying that guys he he doesn't know guys in in his fifties that talk like that, like Stephen A. I didn't really understand fully what he was trying to say, um, but then Stephen A. clapped back at him and and um, and he said like you can't t- you know essentially tell me what to do. Um, I, res- I, res- I don't care what you or your dad thinks. I respect your uncle, Rod Strickland. Oh, right. And then he invited him on to uh, to a debate on one of Stephen A's shows. So it's, it's kind of fascinating now how you have the Stephen A's and the Skip Baylesses. These guys are huge personalities in sports. Mm-hmm. And because of social media, now they're bigger than ever. You know, when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s, obviously there were big sports writers and personalities, but nothing like now where they could have the impact. And so I think players really uh, take stuff personal now and, and get offended and think that their legacy could be ruined by by a media figure. And it's it's to me, it's interesting to, to see that. now. Yeah, TJ, when we were growing up, it was like sports center anchors, mm-hmm. guys on um, the sports reporters, which is early Sunday morning on ESPN. And SI writers. And SI writers. And the thing is, is like, unless... Unless these guys wrote for Sports Illustrated or appeared on one of these shows that didn't really exist. I mean, Sports Reporters was literally like the only one. That was national like that, yeah. You had no idea who these people were because unless you lived in that city, then you maybe read them in the newspaper. But you just had no exposure to these guys. And now kind of social media and everyone's got their own platform. And they're also, look, I mean, I do it here from time to time, too. You're also kind of doing the thing like you're doing you're doing the TV. You're kind of yeah. making TV. You're kind of just like you don't really believe what you're saying. You're just trying to kind of get people to call in or get some comments on YouTube or whatever. And also maybe just like get through a 12 minute radio segment and, and television segment. And so I totally understand that. And maybe, you know, maybe these players don't really get it. But I don't know, understand how they how could they not get it? Like, how does. A guy like Kevin Durant or even Kyrie Irving who thinks they're so smart, like how do they not understand what these guys are doing? Like why do they get so mad, TJ? That's a great question, man. It, it, it's just like some people don't like people talking to them or thinking that they can talk to them any way that they want to. Like I'm kind of like that person. I don't really go around and trash talk people. Like you know, if you know anything about me and my history and the people I'm friends with, like I just that I'm just the type of person who like anyone will tell you I'm pretty easy to go along with. And mo- I mean, we work together, so you might have a different perception because obviously people have different work selves than outside of work selves. Right, I try right. to kind of stay the same in both areas, but obviously a little different work than you are maybe out with with your friends and a lot of times, you know, you, you find these people who want to get online and just talk crazy about you. And some people have the ability, like you, I think sometimes you have the ability to either not even look or not care what someone says. Yeah, doesn't matter. I have the ability sometimes to, the majority of the time, to laugh it off and then bring it up, bring it up to a point where like you and Rich will sometimes think I have a problem with it. It's like, no, sometimes people want attention. I'm going to give you the attention you want. And I do it because one, I'm pretty good at trash talking. And two, it's like, if I can make you look dumb after the things you said to me, then it's just something that I like to do. Right. But I think with Durant, 
I understand why he does it because I think he's like that type of personality too. It's just like you're Kevin Durant, bro. Like you don't have to say anything to anybody. No, no, no. But I'm saying he's Kevin Durant, and if you know anything about basketball, I don't care what anyone like tries to slight you. That dude is easily top twenty of all time. Yeah, in my opinion, right. So it must be, he must look at it sometimes like, how are you going to try to disrespect my game? And he can't like a let that slide. And I, I get it. Like you, you want to say, oh, you weren't the bus driver. or Oh, you joined Golden State. But the fact of the matter is he was the best player on those two teams on either side of the ball. Right. So in a way, I guess I kind of get it. Like, who are you to talk to me like that? And I'm just saying maybe that's what Kevin thinks. But in the big scheme of things, he should probably take the LeBron route, right? Everyone's got an opinion on LeBron. Uh, you know, and people try to disrespect, and they always talk about the LeBron stands while never really acknowledging, like, the LeBron haters. Now, talking about Skip, you know, he's got this thing going on with Russ, which I think, Adam, you're probably going to get to this. And then he tells Westbrook, well, if you don't like what I said, come on my show and debate me. Like, who is that going to benefit? That's not going to benefit Russell. Even if Russell Westbrook goes on there and flames Skip Bayless, all that's going to do is get Skip's social numbers up and his show numbers up. So he's going to be doing him a favor. Exactly. So maybe these guys should look at these situations like LeBron and be like, I am so above all this. Why would I? And Kevin likes to call himself the God and say, why would a God like – yeah, treat yourself as such and don't like and that. And take that's this what bait. I was totally going to say. We saw it earlier with. Nick. And I'm sorry, I think maybe I took a long way no, around no, to get to that. No, it's totally point, fine but. because I was going to say the same thing, Adam. Like these players fall into these guys' trap that they set for them. Skip Bayless, Nick Wright, Stephen A. Hey, I'm going to say some shit about you and then you're going to respond, which validates the BS that I just mm-hmm. said about you. Yep. And then when you make fun of me, I'm going to be like, well, you're open to come on my show and debate me anytime. Mm-hmm. Platform's always there. Why would they do that? It's so, stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's their ego getting the best of them. And maybe in a subtle way, they, they also want attention in a weird way. Maybe Westbrook yeah. wants the attention. It doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah, I'm looking at the, t- the tweet from uh, – from from Skip Bayless, he said he'll fit. He was talking about the Lakers' second round pick. He'll say, he said he'll fit right in with LeBron and Westbrook. People have called Russell Westbrook Westbrook this entire year. That's been a thing. It was happening at games. It's been a thing. He got pissed about it at a game. It's the off season, Russell. Like, why would you even respond to that? Like you guys both just said, the attention of that tweet. I guarantee Skip Bayless got so many more new followers from just from doing that tweet and, and Westbrook retweeting him. And so much more attention because it is, like you guys said, it's just a trap. And these players are stupid for responding to these guys. It's just a stupid move from them. They can't win. And it's just bad news. And these guys will continue to do this until the players stop responding. That will just be a thing. They'll always call these guys out. Again, I'm not going to say it's stupid because I think I kind of just explained to you. Like some people just, it's the way you grow up. Like, you can't talk to me any way that you think you can talk to me. And, yeah, it might be beneficial to the other guy. But well, the fact you, of the matter is, like, it, it, it's just you're not going to change people. Yeah, like, but if Russell Westbrook cared that much, he wouldn't post it on Twitter. He would actually call Skip Bayless or talk to him face-to-face. Not because I think Russ doesn't really care about Skip Bayless. Like, Russ just got $47 million. He's singing Beyonce songs in his car and just living life. Like, I don't but he think cares he's— enough, he cares enough to respond to that tweet, though. Yeah, but he, how long did that take? 
It's not about the a time, minute out of his day, and then Russ is off doing Russell Westbrook things. Yeah, so. but it's but TJ, it's, it's know, we talked about that last week. It's not thinking about it's it. Not, right? It's not it's not about the time. It's not a time commitment. It's a mindset. It's why the why would you even respond to this, knowing what's going to happen with this? Yeah, everyone's built differently, and not everybody respond. Like I'm sure people talk trash to Tom Brady, and he's out there just posting dumb underwear. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, everyone takes has a different attitude toward. Yeah, trash Social talking. media and trash talking I'm not gonna and say responding it's stupid. to haters or whatever. I'm just saying try to, maybe LeBron has the right idea. LeBron doesn't respond. He does his tweets. He says, and he'll like, you know, they'll like, oh, hey, the haters will say that the king is washed. And he'll like kind of let you know, but he's never going to like give you that spotlight to be like, hey, Chris Brockman, I saw what you specifically said. Yes. He's just not going to do that, Bond you know. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of it, it's just yeah. – it, you know, we also have this argument going on with new media against old media with NBA yeah, that's players. A thing now. And we've talked about yeah. this before how it seems like football and baseball, the, the old school guys don't normally get into it as much with the younger cats the way basketball players is and we is the way basketball players do. And we can't for whatever reason understand why this yeah, is. Why a case. is it a basketball well, thing? Because like I, you don't see like Joe Montana's like our era of NFL is yeah, better, like, like George Brett. Our era of baseball was better. Would it be better, though, if Joe Montana finally said, yeah, you give Tom Brady all this hype, but, you know, if I would have had – actually, there's nothing really Joe – Tom had that Joe did. <laughs> you no, know what I'm saying? The thing is, just... like, NFL free agency, the way it is now, it was it was actually easier during those guys' times to kind of have a dynasty. Yeah, because so free agency and moving didn't exist. It was yeah. like you got drafted and you stayed with that team. But it was yeah, easier to re-sign your own players, whatever, yeah, whatever. But, but it's, like, you're right. It's weird. Football players don't do weird. it. Baseball players rarely thing. do it. It's a basketball thing. and Maybe you, because in general, basketball is more of an individual sport. Like, I'm just theorizing here. Maybe that, that could be it. Or because... Because the game has evolved so much, maybe that. I feel like football... Obviously, hard. football has definitely evolved since the 80s, for example. It's definitely evolved. But I feel like basketball has evolved even way more since the 80s. So maybe it's the, the distinct difference in style of play could make a difference. I don't, I don't, think I don't really know. I don't think there's any debate to like today's NBA players are more athletic, uh, better conditioned. Like they're just superior. But are they better basketball players? Yeah, see, I don't know about that. that yeah, of yeah, course they know. should be more I, athletic I because know. it's like evolution happened. Yeah, I'm not exactly. saying I believe in evolution, but like just as a man, like I, I've said this before, Wilt Chamberlain, if in the 60s, Wilt Chamberlain was 7-1-2-80, you just have to imagine that if Wilt Chamberlain was in his prime right now, he'd probably be Boban. So he'd probably be 7-3, like 290. And, you know, just like guys right. would just be bigger and I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very weird, man. It's just, it's weird. It's I, weird. I, I asked, I actually think a lot of it has to do, and this is a generalization, but I think a lot of it has to do with the old guy, the guys from the 90s are just weirdly jealous of how much money these guys are making. And it's kind of understandable. Like, did we talk like, about that last week? I, think, I, think I don't we, know if it was last week, we but we definitely it. touched on it. We touched on it. We touched on it. We played the salary game yeah. with a few guys, but yeah. like, when you got a guy like, look, just like the fourth best player on a team making 25 plus million, that's more than some of these guys from the 80s made, made in their whole career. But you could say the same for football also, though. You could but, say the same for football. Uh, most yeah, definitely totally. for football. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But also, I guess the, the, the counter to that is whatever, however low it is, because it is a low number that the guys back in the day made, they were still at the top of that financial chart. 
so to speak. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever they were making, it seems small compared to what today's guys are but getting. They but they were still number still one, number one right. on, when it terms of their contract. It's just that those numbers were so low compared to what we're looking at right now. I, is it jealousy? That's I don't weird. know, man. It, it, there's definitely something. There's definitely a disconnect. When you got guys like right now, you know, the big thing is we had Shannon Sharp and Richard Jefferson getting into it. That was a little cross league back and forth that went on that looked to be squashed pretty quick. I don't know if you saw that. Shannon basically said Richard was lazy in his job because Shannon had to know a little bit. Basically, Shannon essentially equated himself to being a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Like, I have to know a little bit about this, 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 and this as a daily sports show host, whereas he was saying Richard only really has to know basketball because that's all he talks about, which he has a point. He does have a point, but to call him lazy was wrong, and Shannon acknowledged it, that he was wrong, and he apologized, and I think so that beef squashed. But you've got this whole Draymond and Perkins thing going on now. And this oh, yeah, man, what was that? This is getting like, I this is getting out of hand, Perk man. I had to delete a video. Or I'm not really deleted, familiar with deleted it. deleted a tweet. Well, you basically, you know, up. I have... I've never looked at Draymond Green's podcast and know it's wildly successful. Me he was neither, doing it after after the games during the playoffs. But apparently, you know, he and Draymond had some back and forth going on. But it got really personal lately where, you know, Draymond is talking about guys like Perk who, like, should know better than to say the things they say. And he called him something, which I don't want to get into, so I didn't have to really, like, break okay. this down. But he called him something that uh, definitely one brother should not be calling another brother. Okay. And especially one who I don't really think is doing the things that Perk is accused of doing. He's a guy who, like, sometimes, like, we, I think overall we like Perkins, right? For sure. There are definitely times he says stuff and I'll come in and I'm like, what is Perk talking <laughs> about? But overall, I see where Perk's heart is at. And yeah. the guy does have the, he does have that ring. And he that does. gives you kind of privilege to speak. So, I don't know. He and Draymond have this thing going on and it, it got personal. And Perkins kind of, you know, he let some F words fly and it was probably something that uh you know mickey mouse was like no 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 and that's probably why the video got got taken down he was dropping a lot of f-bombs he was just kind of being big perk from you know if we're just hanging out of the block you know but yeah man it's it's really weird how this happens just i have no explanation (laughs) it doesn't really make any sense because like in the end shouldn't these guys all the only thing they should really care about right is promoting the league and kind of pushing the league forward and what's good for the NBA. Like you would think so, but now it's all about personal brand and kind of helping set up their post career stuff. Like Draymond green is obviously going to be on the TNT set, Mm -hmm. right? For sure. And so it just doesn't, but is he like, uh, what are you going to do? Add another guy to T there's four. No, no, Barkley will retire. I think Chuck said he's retired. He'll replace Charles. Yeah. Let me tell you what won't happen though. He won't replace you Charles. Charles. There is I like no, Draymond, though. There is no replacement. Yeah, you are a big Draymond. You are Draymond. You guys, there is no replacement for like Charles. I do not like him. And that show is not good. If that is the case and Barkley's gone, you put Dray. It's going to become way more confrontational. And, I mean, obviously, but Charles you know says that, stuff. Though, because right now, Draymond's still in his playing career. I'm sure he'll settle down once he's retired. Yeah, I, and, I can tell you, he ain't yeah. Charles Barkley, though, man. He just that, that type of personality. I don't see that from Draymond. Yeah, man. I mean, Barkley's a once-in-a-generation type personality. Did, did, we, did we know Barkley was going to be good yeah, bro, yeah. while you, he was playing, though? Do you remember Charles? I'm not a role model. Charles, all you had to do is just look at some of Charles Barkley. but isn't that no, what kind of Draymond is right yeah, now? <laughs> no, because I nobody, think... 
nobody knew that Charles was going to be what he is today in terms of being an incredible announcer, an incredible personality. He always obviously had a personality. He's not an incredible announcer. He's a personality, well, and you know he I mean, always had that personality. Like, but he yeah. can also... He also is maybe the only person in sports media who can just say whatever he wants without repercussion. Repercussion, yeah, he kind of gets what. But yeah, Barkley, if you remember any of it, any time he got interviewed, any of his sound bites from his playing career, you always knew. And then his Nike commercials, like you could tell, like yeah, this guy's gonna his playing career or his career after playing is. I, I just I don't know. I don't remember it that way. I, I just don't remember it thinking that it was a lock that it was going to work. Maybe Especially, it's because I'm a Sixers fan and Charles Barkley yeah. was my favorite also, player, so I knew everything about Charles Barkley. Maybe I'm speaking for myself and not anyone well, else. I'm just saying, just, back then yeah. it just kind of felt like, man, this guy's really rough around the edges. Like, how is that going to work in cookie cutter corporate America that's just so here? You know, not he really. Cha- he changed that. Not really willing to take risks. And, and you know? Draymond has a leg up because Draymond has all his experience right now, and his career is not even close to being over. Yeah. So Draymond could play another four or five years. He'll have another four or five years of doing these podcasts, and that yeah. matters when yeah. when you get into that role. Also, though, Charles definitely had a likability, which I think Draymond lacks. And so we'll see uh, if, if that I mean, translates. Barkley spit on guys and threw guys <laughs> yeah. through windows. God, and like, guess what? People still loved him, man. I'm telling you, I'm the biggest Charles. I was the biggest Charles Barkley fan I'm out just there. Saying, so I'm he wasn't. Uh, he he wasn't, was rough around the edges. You're yeah, right. And, if you, and yeah, he was a exactly. guy who, like, if Charles doesn't have social media, but Charles Barkley would have been Kevin Durant, like. Charles, yeah, so responding to everyone. Yes, you mean? Yeah. I think he would have. Like you said, he threw a guy through a window, but because yeah. a guy came up and tried to. T- and talk trash to him. You don't. Charles threatens people from the TNT set. Like <laughs> if you come out to the court where I'm out there. But now he's just big, now he's big and harmless. He's I big mean, and harmless. But guess what? Like back he, then he, he, wasn't. he meant it. Yeah. All right, let's talk I don't know. a little I, bit I just, about basketball. I know, Adam. You you yeah. love Draymond. Chris and I are like I, I respect Draymond for the player. But Draymond and I'm sure is, he'll have he, a. He is kind of the 2022 Charles Barkley, though. I I don't think there's really. He's not an MVP of the league or anything, but in terms of who he is on the court that's kind of okay it's gonna be a hall of famer yeah but like you say that now and a year ago you weren't saying that a hall of famer yeah i remember we had this conversation Uh, once and you're like you think draymond's a hall of famer we're not on the show just me and you both bsing one day yeah, I mean, I'm a little stricter for Hall. I, I know that's than, that's than most people. But I mean, I don't think there's any denying it no. now. Yeah, he's right, definitely. I, I do want to get to something that Charles. Uh, I mean, Charles that Draymond did actually say um, before we get to a little free agency talk and and kind of wrap this up. Draymond was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast, another one of these new media guys, and said that the Warriors are going to win three of the next four titles. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it's crazy. Stephen A. Smith said that they were going to win two of the next three before the final started. And everyone on his show kind of like went on him. Like, why are you picking two of the next three? Like, they might not even win this one. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough to beat these guys, bro. It really is. If people stay healthy, that's the only thing that they got going against them, right? Right. Both of their their two best players both have some health issues, injury History. Steph, Steph will be thirty-five. Um, three out of four is is incredibly difficult. Three out of four is insane. But I mean, I guess maybe they could win another. Well, three out of four is he including this one? He's probably including this one, right? I would think so. So two out of the next three. Two out of the next three. I don't know that that's out of the realm of possibility, though. Are you going to tell me right now that you bet money that they couldn't win two out of the next three games or championships? I, mean, I don't know what. Right now. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I would not bet against that. Was, sorry, that, guys. Right? That was Draymond wanted to know yeah, if he could Draymond call in. Draymond wants to know what's up. I, I don't think I, I, would, I wouldn't bet against that, Adam. Would you? Listen, I've, I've liked the Warriors since the start of the year. I pre- predicted them to win. You did? I did. Yeah, TJ, I did. I, don't, I will I don't. take credit because all my other picks were horrible. So I, I will I, take credit for that. I remember Rich Eisen picking that at really the beginning of the year. Man. I don't. No, but I did, though. Okay. I picked the Warriors to win. All right. So did I. Um, <laughs> I did oh, not. Damn it, TJ. Me too. I'll say it. I didn't. But. So when another two, I wouldn't be completely shocked, but if I had to put my money on it, I would bet against that. Because like you guys say, their their guys are getting older. You have the Milwaukee Bucks who, to me, they would have won the East if Chris Middleton wasn't injured. And to win two two more just seems, it just it's just so difficult to win even one, but to win another so two at, the, at that age, yeah. at the age that Steph's going to be, like he'd be like 36, 37 at, this, at the end of the second one. I would bet against it. I just don't think that will happen. Could it? Absolutely. But I don't think that will happen. You just got to think, like, all their young guys are going to be that much better. Like, Wiseman will be back. Kaminga obviously has a lot of talent. Mooney and Looney and all the Unis that they have on their (laughs) team. Clay, I have to think, he definitely showed flashes that he could be the player of old. But he's going to be a whole year now back. He'll be improved. They have to be the favorite going into next year, right? I think I saw yeah. they, How could they not. They yeah. are the betting favorite, yeah. right? That is just crazy. And, and I'm we mention it all the time, but I just can't stop thinking about TJ. You just being like, get it while you can. You had to. When this team is back, they're back. But yeah. what so about, crazy. But what about free agency, though? Are they going to go into the luxury tax? It's going to be. It seems like their owners don't care. If yeah, their owners don't said, care, then they're, they're already fifty million over the tax. Are they going to lose though? Is somebody going to go, just go nuts and pay pool just an astronomical I, amount? I will tell you this: I wouldn't doubt if somebody away. pays Looney right now. Looney, Looney, Looney. I wouldn't be surprised if someone pays Looney and gets him out. But then you got Wiseman there, so that's maybe a loss that they can incur that yeah. won't really throw them off too much. Um, pool, maybe. Like, here's the deal, right? Yeah, you you play for two things, nice I think, as an athlete, guys. And tell me if you think I'm wrong. You either you play for money, yep. first and foremost. You play, play so you money. can set yourself up, your family up. But then you also play for championships, right? You play to, to be a winner. Now, athletes do one of two things. They either get the money first if they're not fortunate enough to win a title. And then after they get the money, now they can maybe put themselves in a position maybe to take less money, go to a better situation where they could win a championship. Or you get a guy who's young, wins the title early, and now it's like, yo, let's go get the bag. Maybe right. that's where Poole might be. He got the championship. I don't know. I think he's still around. I think I think he's there for another two years. I think you said Chris. Well, he's max eligible right now. Oh, right so now, they, okay. They could re-up him now or wait till or wait. next so, year. So. Yeah, so it just depends. I mean, you got these young guys who all got a ring now. It's like, do you want to collect more rings or you want to get a bigger house, I think? And it just... And then that, Wiggins is due for a massive contract, I believe, after next Wiggins year. Wiggins, too, man. Like So that's a lot of... Luxury tax. I know that we've talked about how these owners they say they don't care, but when you're going probably over a hundred million dollars over the luxury yeah, that's tax, that's yeah, that's, that's tough. Well, like I said, they already went fifty. They won a championship, and the owner didn't seem to be sweating when he was getting that trophy <laughs> after the game six. He didn't seem to be sweating the fact that they were fifty million over that that, that tax. 
things. So I don't know, man. It, here's the deal, though. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about money like that? Like, like sure, go ahead. Give them an extra $10 million. Just, just what for, do we just care? Just for playing ball. All right, so let's uh, let's talk some L.A. hoops. Uh, Westbrook obviously uh, opts in, $47 million player option. We knew that was going to happen. Um, but the Clippers made an interesting man. move. TJ, so yes, they have Kawhi sir. and Paul George coming back full strength, mm-hmm. and now it seems like they'll be adding John Wall. Yes, indeed, to the mix for next year for about six million bucks as the Rockets pick up his forty-plus million. How you feel about John Wall added to the mix? Oh man, <laughs> feel I good lo- about this? I love this, and here's why. We haven't seen him play basketball in like eight years. Yeah, but you've seen. First of all, it hasn't been eight years. It's been nah, really it's like been a, a year and a it's half. Been about four. Um, but you've seen John Wall play basketball. You, I have. You know John Wall is nice. I, John Wall is nice. Okay. The thing is, throughout this year, there was a lot of talk that the Clippers might trade or you know various players on their team to get John Wall this season. They stood pat, and now they didn't lose any of those players, and they still got John Wall. So one, that's a win. Two, the Rockets picked up what forty million dollars of his. They picked up contract about eighty five percent. Okay, of it. Yeah, so that's. Win number one A, and the fact that we got him without giving anyone else up—that's win number maybe one B. I wouldn't even put that at two. That's a that's a big deal. So now you got a guy, John Wall, career twenty point a game scorer, who's going to come in and play with Kawhi, Paul George, you know Reggie Jackson, hopefully Nicholas Batum, who's staying. Um, now you got a John Wall who, and you know, I love to put things in movie kind of terms, who doesn't have to be number one on the call sheet. Now you got a John Wall who's number your third four, or your fourth. Four on the call sheet? Yeah, I mean, is, I think I'd... Is he going to start? I was going to say, is, is He probably Henry, will Henry because... I would rather have Reggie Jackson John Wall, out there. He's kind of earned it. He's earned it, but I'm saying if you if you have John Wall and Reggie Jackson, all things considered, you probably start John Wall if John Wall is back healthy. But even if he's not, like even if you're not going to get, you know, 2014 John Wall... 2016, Who, yeah, 2016. Well, I mean, 16 was he I'm was just 16. He was 23, and 23. 11. Yeah. So even if you're not going to get that, you're still going to get a pretty good John Wall. And I'm not going to sit here and go if he gets 15 or I don't know what he's going to get. But I know John Wall has had a year off of basketball where they basically just stashed him. Right? The Rockets could have played him last year. They didn't play. Sat out. Sat his out. Literal line in pro in his basketball reference page says. Did not play, sat out. <laughs> <laughs> so the, he's got a whole year, and all those injuries you talked about, like think about Clay. Think if Clay had an extra year to just get his body right. Yeah, now, Clay's an outlier it. because they still won the title anyway. Right. But you got John Wall, who sat out, gave his body a chance to heal. I'm sure he's coming back with a chip on his shoulder. He wanted to come to L.A., obviously. He wanted to come to the Clippers specifically. I'm very excited. I don't see a downside. There is literally no downside to this deal. I don't think to so get either. John Wall, and I feel like, even though I just said the the Warriors are going to be hard to beat, if and oh guys, obviously this is a huge if, but if they can't stay healthy, you got to imagine the Clippers are going to be right oh there looking gosh. at. The, I mean, they're one of the, the Warriors. They're what seven to one or something to win the title, Adam. And I I was thinking about this this morning, if John Wall. Just playing with the second unit. If he comes in and gives you 15 and 7, a steal or two a night, I think that is best-case scenario, and it gives you guys, Clippers, such an awesome second unit leader. And then maybe if he, if there's an injury or something, you put him in the starting lineup, 
and he can get you 28 a night. I think if, you mean you yeah. say worst case scenario there. If he, I think 15 is like a worst case scenario. I think I, I think John Wall could get you 15 just by yeah, showing I up. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so, but like we haven't seen him play. Like He's played 40 games in three years. So, I mean, in all honesty, we don't know what John Wall is going to look like. But if you throw him with the second unit, 15 and 7, 8, something like that. I mean, the guy's a nine-assist career for his career. I just think it's a huge win for, and you don't have to deal with Kyrie Irving and the headaches that all of that surrounds you, you know, if you go in that direction. Yeah. The thing with, with John Wall is he can be the leader of that second unit. And I could see this guy winning six man of the year. Yeah. I could, I could see him leading that second unit, but then also have a stranglehold on the six man of the year (laughs) award too. So yeah, you might not be be far off there. That could be his new role. And then besides being the sixth man, the Clippers can do a, a death lineup in the fourth quarter where he plays in the fourth quarter. Him, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi, and maybe if they want to go small, like like Batum is their, their biggest guy. All, all those guys can shoot from three. Yeah. That that could be the death lineup that kills teams at the end of those, those, uh, those close games. So yeah. I think Wall was a tremendous sign. I'm excited about this, guys. I You're am. right. No, no drama with Kyrie. Obviously, Kyrie is the better player. Yeah, yeah. But... You have a a future, uh, excuse me, a, a past all star, past superstar, and you're getting him for for cheap, for nothing. Yeah, basically nothing. For, I mean, for basically nothing. Especially when you count Balmer's dollars, that's I was basically just nothing. Say, yeah. Count to, count to ten. Balmer just made six million dollars. <laughs> yeah, in ten seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Boom! Balmer Boom. just made six Man, million. Man, must be nice. He's richer than all of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, must be nice. And so, Zub- yeah. Zubac is back. He's Zub- sign yeah, we signed Zoo, and basically, and a very nice deal. Three years, thirty-three. Yep. You know, um, I like Terrence Mann coming off T- the bench. Also, yep. really I think T-, T Man's. I think is going to find himself starting though. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, bro, too much talent. That's a. I'd much rather have an overabundance, obviously, of talent problem. than it's a good. It's a great to problem have. to have. And, but I hate to be Debbie Downer, but I have been a, a Clippers fan, hardcore season oh, ticket so holder. Something's gonna go wrong since I mean, 1999, yeah, and something tells me. Yeah, of course. And I, and Chris, you know, when I first started on the show two years ago, I gave you guys a breakdown every year. What went wrong in the playoffs with these guys? The, the freak injuries. So as a Clipper fan, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like a beaten dog a little bit. Like I'm nervous and I don't want to get my expectations up too high. But it it's exciting and I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mean, the season just ended and I'm already like I can't know, wait for right. the season yeah, to start. Right. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, Adam, what do you want the Bulls to do in free agency? There are rumors today about Mo Bamba. And that's our favorite song Bamba. we play before every podcast. So we gotta let you guys know real quick. I play that. We play Sheck West Mo Bamba every time before the show starts. And as right before we get to like the five, four, three, two, one countdown, we'll stop it. But like Mo Bamba's our unofficial I mean, anthem here. I mean, that's pretty much the reason I want the Bulls to get him, just so I can play that song nonstop every, every game, <laughs> every Bulls, every Bulls game. Bamba. I'll play that song before. Uh, but but in all honesty, I, I legitimately do want the Bulls to get him. The Bulls need uh, better front court defense. That guy is perfect for for that fit right there. He's great at blocking shots, and so and Mo Bamba's sneakily good at shooting threes. I think he shot like thirty eight percent last year. Mm-hmm. Like he's a sneaky good three point shooter. Him with pick and rolls with with either uh, DeRozan or Zach, who apparently the Bulls are, will be signing to a max contract. Apparently that's. Uh, oh, really? The report, yeah, okay. yeah. The Bulls have told him that they will sign him once free agency starts, 
which I'm happy about. Yeah, Zach Levine, that's 25 a game, 24 yeah, a game, man. man. Walking you know? bucket, right? Yeah, hopefully the obvious concern with Zach is the the injuries. He's dealt with injuries his whole career. But at this point, he's still young. He still is a 25-point-a-game scorer, and there's really no other be- better option for the Bulls. So it makes sense to sign him to a max deal. I'm happy about it. And so, yeah, if we got Mo Bamba, the Bamba. original Bamba. thing was uh, was trading for Gobert. And the Bulls were supposed to trade Vucevic in a pick and then possibly Patrick Williams. And I did not want the Bulls to, to trade Patrick Williams. You love Patrick I Williams. I love Patrick Williams. Yeah. I might be biased because he's on my team, but... I just see the potential for him. And the comparison is Kawhi. Who knows if we'll ever get to that level. That's hey, very hard. Tranquilo, yeah, I tranquilo. I know. That is hard for him to live up to that. But that's the, the player that I see with Patrick Williams. He's still a kid. He's like 20, 21 years old. Plays great defense. He just needs to be more aggressive. He's so passive last year in, the, in his rookie year. He needs to to understand that he can be a great player, and so he needs to be more assertive next year. And I love Patrick Williams, so I did not want the Bulls to give up um, him for Gobert. Gobert is a great player, but I believe that Mo Bamba can be a similar type guy, where maybe he won't be as good as Rudy Gobert, but he can fill that role for the Bulls. And so, yeah, I'd love to get Mo Bamba. TJ, what do you think of these uh, P.J. Tucker Philly rumors? I, I are they rumors now? I thought it was, uh, he officially he didn't officially sign yet. It's not. It's not a okay. he, well. Nobody can really sign yet. Oh yeah, that's the, true. What am I talking 30th, about? Um, yeah. You know, Embiid wants him. Seems like he wants to come there. And from what I saw, it was like a three-year deal for about thirty-three million. Was yeah, what they were offering. Like, yeah, thirty. Thirty. So look, ten million yeah. to get a a guy who's won a ring, who's a dog, who you know, like I've always said to you, Chris. You know, we bring up the Patrick Beverly thing, and I kind of explain to you like Pat, who Patrick Beverly is like if Kevin Garnett wasn't 7-1 and had the perfect basketball body and a little less talent he'd be Patrick Beverly you know just you need like dogs like that like guys who are just gonna like lay it all put it all on the line and PJ Tucker is proven one of those to be one of those guys look he's not the guy who's gonna get you 10 points a game like just not but he'll get you rebounds and he'll play defense. And those are the things that are kind of necessary to win championships, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Move yeah. For them. Yeah. Celtics too. Uh, I love the roster. Obviously they're, you know, very close to an NBA championship. Maybe just add maybe one more kind of big wing who can shoot threes. I'd see their link to Gallinari and or maybe TJ Warren, who's kind of been battling injuries the last couple of years. But and that's a shame, I, but man. But I do like him as a player. TJ was so – remember bubble TJ Warren? I know. He was nice. It was great. And I then know, He was nice. Yeah. But, it's, but somebody like that who can defend mm-hmm. and then maybe knock down some threes, you know, give you 15 minutes a night, and maybe pour in a couple of buckets, maybe 10 points. That's kind of what I would love to see. Look, I don't, I don't want to do. see other than that, Celtics get any other than better, that, man. Let's get Robert Williams <laughs> healthy. Let's get everybody healthy and well rested. I don't I mean, want to. I don't want to see these Celtics get better. Love to see better. Tatum take some time off. Get get his body fully healed. The guy played twenty seven hundred playoff minutes in the last five years. Yeah, and and he was in the Olympics. The Olympics was it last year? Oh yeah, yeah. last summer. Yeah, so. so he did. Well, I was talking about last five years in the playoffs, but yes, in the last year he's been playing basketball for eleven straight months. 
Though I would like him to take some time. He went off. on one of those LeBron tours, right? Yeah, I would like him to really just take some time off, let that body. So you're okay with him not shooting a basketball I, for two months? If he doesn't months? want to pick up a basketball, <laughs> he wants to okay. go full Anthony Davis and not pick up a ball for two months. Cool I am you. totally fine with that. Jalen Brown, on the other hand, he better be doing eight hours of dribbling drills every single day. Bob Cousy needs to, uh, to That's get in the gym talking. with him. Get the Coos out there and I'm running around and do some drills. All right. All right, everybody. So we're going to wrap this up. We are off next week. We're taking a week off for the fourth. But we will back there after to catch you guys up on everything that went down during NBA free agency, any big deals. And then we'll uh, head into the summer and do some fun things. So, and good luck to all the young men who got drafted on yes, draft day. Man. Yes, that was, I know it, we didn't talk much didn't about that, talk, but, but it's just, Powell going number one was definitely a shock. So good luck to those guys in the summer league. Oklahoma City getting two Jalen Williams, you know, so they could do the Spider-Man meme together. That's great. But it's just it's just one of those things, just like the NFL draft. You see these guys, you see the emotion, you realize that you're watching people whose lives are about to change. And it's it just, I don't know, for me, and I think you guys agree, it's just kind of beautiful to get it's to really sit cool. and watch yeah. that stuff. It's man. really cool. Yeah. Chad Holmgren had that giant dice chain. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Paulo, I mean, they all were rocking yeah, the idea. Awesome. You know? Hopefully he's eating a cheeseburger right now. He better right, everybody, be enjoy uh, the beginning of the summer. Happy 4th. And, we'll and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Happy 4th. Peace out. Later. Later.